Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wiseology. I hope you all had an amazing week. Today, I'd like to spend a little time talking about political infighting and the fights within the Democratic and the Republican parties. Um, you know, I guess post-Capital Riot, um, and I guess post-2016, uh, um, Donald Trump election, there was a lot of disagreement, at least supposed disagreement within the press, um, or the press would promote the story of the disagreement within the Republican Party, how Trump was the anti GOP candidate, and he became the GOP candidate. And as a result of that, it it sowed a web of discourse within the GOP. Now, as it turns out, um, when you win, you've got the mandate, and the people put them there, and all the politicians within the party had to fall in line. Those that didn't fall in line essentially got bitch slapped. They lost elections. Um, they lost popularity. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, Mitt Romney, who's an okay guy, I guess. Um, but he really, you know, he stuck his neck out. And I, I give him credit for speaking his mind. But the political blowback was incredible. The one thing that really stands out when you look at the GOP, even as you look at the GOP today, as they argue over the Capitol riot insurrection, the one thing that they don't fight about a lot, I mean, they might have some small differences, but they usually coalesce, is their policies. They agree, for the most part, in policy. Um, you know, fiscal conservatism, um, they usually align with um, judicial uh, candidates, uh, Supreme Court. I mean, they all acted in concert. Now, there are some Republicans that are more moderate and obviously very uh, right-wing conservatives, you know, and what some would deem extreme, but they usually fall in line for the better good of the party. Now, we had... Um, Cheney get ousted as the, I guess, you know, the minority whip for the Republican Party. But she was so uber vocal against Trump. And Trump is still so popular within the Republican Party that the Republican Party can't risk the loss of voters. They need every vote they can have in the midterm and in the 2024 presidential election. What's really fascinating is that if you step out of line with the with the party there, there's no tolerance for it, and they got rid of her quick. And you know what? I respect her speaking her mind, but at one point, you got to shut up. And to coin the Democratic phrase of, um, or really, I guess it's the phrase of um, George Soros, moveon.org. The Capitol riots are over. Move on past Trump. You can't move on past his popularity. 
And no matter what you decide or what you say, that will not change the popularity because the media tried it for four years and were unsuccessful. Social media was unsuccessful. People with conviction in their ideology and their party affiliation usually, for the most part, they don't abandon it. Leopards don't lose their spots. So, on the flip side of the equation, it's not really a Trump thing. Uh, you know, presidential elections, most people vote uh, with their party. You know, and they look down and they look at down ballot candidates. They don't know who they are. I mean, no one knows who they are. You know, who's someone who's running for the sixth commission of some, you know, podunk town. They don't. No one knows who the election, who the candidates are. They just book a Republican or Democrat. Um, but regardless, uh, and I'm not recommending people do that. They should know who the candidates are. But regardless, um, the Democrats, their infighting um, is a little different. They, you know, they talk. The press talks about the civil war within the Republican Party. It's not. That's just the media trying to sow discourse and pivot away from the actual discourse that continually exists and continues to grow within the Democratic Party. You have the extreme left, you have left, and you have the centrists or the moderates. Um, or no, moderates and then centrists, actually. And um, it's the extreme left that's causing the moderate or just left candidates or the left uh, political officials, they're causing real headaches because as much as people like to talk about, you know, the anti-abortion people and the, you know, the Bible Belt people uh, that are on the right, the suggestions that are coming from the left, extreme left rather, are beyond extreme. Endorsing Recognize terrorist groups, i.e. Hamas. Being in favor of allowing, um, of, of banning people on the right from social media platforms, but allowing, the, but people on the left endorse the Ayatollah, for example, to maintain his Twitter account and threaten foreign countries and, and, and people of religious backgrounds. We have people on the far left here that they want to denounce the Israelis, and I've talked about this before, they denounce the Israelis, but yet they want, and they, they claim an apartheid state, like that the Palestinians are experiencing a, a, an apartheid-like state. The Palestinian people don't allow homosexuality punishable by jail or death. Women have to stay hidden. There's no equal rights there. By their own self-governed rule. And they endorse terrorism. However, um, they're, and, and there are people promoting the, this pro-Palestinian effort. And again, I don't want to get sidetracked here. I'm all for a two-state solution. So I'm not saying they shouldn't have their own land and be self-ruled. But let's talk about the people that were trying to let them self-rule. It's not exactly the land of the free if they were have it their way. 
they're anti-women and they're they're anti-homosexuality. There is no there's no transgender equal rights within the Palestinian people. I can tell you that. Um, but there's no there's no vocal uproar about that between the extreme left here, the same people that are going for defund the police. Now, the defund the police thing is a very, very big problem for the Democratic Party because people feel unsafe and unnerved in this country. They did before this administration, and they feel that way now. And look, I, I don't want to get sidetracked into a lot of the issues. My main point is, is that the hard left within this party is really making it very difficult they, they, you know, they've taken their talking points and the, and the and the issues that they believe in. They don't align with what the party's trying to accomplish. And AOC correctly said it, even though she's a big part of the problem. She recognizes they've got eighteen months tops before the midterms, and they're going to lose the majority. Um, it looks like the house is gone. Uh, unless there's some dramatic change between now and then, and they will probably, in all likelihood, lose the ability to knock out the filibuster. They are not going to have what they need to overturn that. It doesn't bode well for some of the radical things they want to push through. Now, uh, even though that AOC is part of the problem, and, and if they can come together with a more um, agreeable approach that encompasses everyone in the Democratic tent uh, that consists of the DNC circus, they will um, they will defeat themselves, and they will do the opposition's work for them. And unfortunately, it's the moderates and the centrists that have that 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 completely have no chance in this environment. And the Democrats will not coalesce on a general mission, um, like a concise agreement on policies they want to push forward. And as long as the infighting continues, the Republicans will sit back and let them battle it out and bloody themselves. And to the Democrats' dismay, I guess, they, the, the Democratic Party, they won't be able to accomplish a lot of the things that they want to accomplish. And they actually have the ability to do it. Like the really broad stroke, general stuff they want to get accomplished, they're not going to be able to do it unless they come together. And they should be able to do that. The policies, I don't agree with the policies, but that's not what this is about. This is about them being able to push their agenda or a majority of their agenda forward. But as long as people are chirping at the extreme side, they're not going to get anything done. So I'm happy about that because I think a lot of the policies are misguided. Um, but, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what I like or dislike. It is what it is. Um, and the midterms hopefully will change that. Uh, in any event, uh, you should give it some thought. And when you talk about it with your friends, if you talk politics with your friends, talk about this this infighting story that they always talk about, this narrative that the media is always pushing, that the Republicans are fighting and they hate each other. But no, they don't. There's some wackos in the Republican Party, just like there are in, in any party around the world. But 
they all get in line when they need to. And that doesn't seem to be the case here. The only thing that they all get in line in, in the Democratic Party is for the ex-president. They're still trying to chop him up in Congress about the riots. I mean, you guys, it's enough is enough. enough you, why govern in the rearview mirror? The real issues that we face now and will continue to face. Um, anyway, that's that. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Okay. A solid Olympic 10. Absolute zero. Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about.